0: If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And it came to pass, in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be registered, that is taxed. And this Registration was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Now if that were true today, Lynn and I would be making our way back to, to Williamston, South Carolina to pay our taxes back there. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Didn't the choir do a great job? Amen. Give God a hand. Would you do that? Just give God a hand for what we have heard already today. Because he was of the house of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his espoused wife, the one he was engaged to, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And this is what happened. She brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the end. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were very much afraid. I would have been too. And the angel said unto them, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Reget that. All people. From that day to this, the gospel is for all people. Now, all not going to accept it, but the gospel is for every one. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And there went, and there suddenly uh, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And listen to this, and it came to pass again that the angels were gone away from them into heaven. And the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary, now go with me a moment. Mary, here she is not married. Here she is done left home, and she's expecting a baby. And hearing all these things, it says that she kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God For all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Amen. You may be seated. The greatest birth announcement, of course, has ever been made. And that was made in the Gospel of Luke when the angels came and announced the birth of Jesus Christ. And I can recall many, many, many years of serving the Lord as a pastor when someone would have a baby and the announcement would go out and people would gather at the hospital and parade down the hall to where the babies was on display. And you know, I think back and I wonder, hey, 1947, I doubt if they had things like that. But anyway, today they do. And so people gather and and then the question is, have you seen the baby yet? You know, and it's all excitement in the air. Well, to me, it's just as exciting at Christmas time when we are settled around the family and around the Christmas tree and we begin to talk about gifts and we talk about what people are going to get for Christmas and then somebody says, well, tell us about Jesus and tell the story about a baby that was born in Bethlehem. Let me tell you something. Girls, you're listening. Young girls, are you listening? You say, well... Mary got pregnant and wasn't married, so it must be okay. No, it is not. Hello? It is not. That thing that came upon her was off the Holy Spirit of God. It was nothing short of a miracle from God that he would choose a young virgin girl to plant the seed in that would be Jesus Christ. Can you imagine... I mean, hey, if I was Mary, I'd be pondering these things too. What's people going to say? Well, what am I going to do but she had a word from God. She had a word from the Lord. It's just amazing to me the way God lines up things. Listen, it's not according to you and it's not according to me. It's according to the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John who told the story about Jesus. Hey, I, I'm, I'm just thankful today. Well, what about this birth? Uh, you know, we sing, the Lord is come. First thing I want you to notice about this birth, it drew drew Joseph and and Mary to Bethlehem. Oh, sure. They had to go there to to be registered and pay their taxes. Can you imagine girls being pregnant, riding on the back of a donkey? You know, thinking, man, what am I going to do? I mean, I don't have anybody but Joseph. What am I going to do? And then getting to the town, and, and the Bible says that he, was, he was born in that stable. Whether it was a cave, whether it was a barn, whether it, it don't make any difference. There was no room for Jesus in those days. Sad to say, there's very little room for him today. We make all kind of plans. We make all kind of suggestions. We buy all manner of gifts. And we do all manner of things this time of year. And then we think, well, what, what should I do for Jesus? Let me ask you. A lot of you, a lot of us, are spending a lot of money on Christmas gifts. But what did you and what did I give Jesus for Christmas? It'll show up next Sunday in the offering. What did you give To Jesus for Christmas. You see, he don't need anything. You're exactly right. You and I need him. And if we want to receive blessings, then we need to be giving to him. There is nobody else worth giving to. Now, I don't know how many years it's been, but Lynn and I, we do not give each other Christmas gifts. We do not give each other birthday gifts. We give it to somebody else. Who's less fortunate than we? It's it's our nature. It's it's our nature to to give. I, I remember, and I'm not exaggerating when I say over 25 years ago when we met, first met with a financial advisor. I thought to myself, I don't need this. Well, today I realize I did because he says he he sat there and looked at all of our records. He said, I. Hey, He said, I can't see how y'all are living. I said, man, we got it made. What do you mean? He says, you're giving away almost more than you're taking in. I said, well, that's the way I'm geared. And that's the way Lent is geared. We're geared to give and give and keep on giving as long as we live. But this, this birth drew Joseph and Mary into Bethlehem. Why? Because that's where the prophet said he'd be born. Hello, that's what the Bible says. That's where Jesus was supposed to be born and that he was. Well, it not only drew Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem, but this birth drew the angels from heaven. Now, we spoke about angels a week or so ago. I believe with all my heart, every one of us have a a personal guardian angel. Every one of us. But on that particular night, there was a host of angels that came fluttering in. Can you go there? Just sort of fluttering in over where the shepherd boys was watching over their flock. The Bible says by night. I never will really forget my one of my first camping excursions as a teenage boy. I wanted to get out of the house so bad. Wasn't old enough to leave home. So mom and daddy let me go camping. And a friend of mine and me, we went camping. And we we went about probably three or four football fields from the house up across a hill. And we put a tarp across a gully. And we slept in a gully. We lay in there. It's done got dark. This is our first excursion away from home. And uh, I'm looking around, you know, ain't saying much. And the stars are shining. And I noticed this one star moving. And I said, "Uh, look yonder. And it's he moving, moving. We both, we're just staring at it. And I said, you reckon what that is? Well, in those days, there were unidentified flying objects. And they were known to us younguns as Sputniks. You remember Sputnik anybody? Some of you won't remember, that's okay. Maybe your grandpa will tell you about a Sputnik. But hey, I mean, it crossed our mind. That could be a sputnik. Reckon what we ought to do? I don't know. This be this just, just watch it a little bit. We do it long. We carted up and made our way to the house. <laughs> Can you imagine those shepherds? They, they're out there doing their job, okay? And all of a sudden, here comes a whole host of angels fluttering in. And they the angels knew they were afraid. And they said, hey. Don't be afraid, man. God sent us down here to tell you something. Hey, man, what an announcement. Now, why didn't the world, why didn't he just send them angels down there to some big dogs, you know, some big wig people? Hey, y'all need to get ready. There's something happening. You need to go see, and I know you got the money to get there. These poor shepherd boys was just doing their every day and every night duty. You know what? God, that's all he asked of us is to do our duty for him. Do you realize right now, every born again child of God in this place today, we are soldiers of the cross. I was drafted into this thing. I didn't volunteer. I was drafted. The Holy Spirit of God drafted me into this thing. Listen, I can't go AWOL. I can't quit. And I can't retire. Hello. Hello. I'm in this thing for the duration, forever. How long God wants me in it? But these angels told these shepherd boys, "Guys, y'all need to get somebody to watch after the sheep, and some of you need to go into the town." And they said, "Well, where do we need to go? You'll go to a certain place, and when you get to the right spot, you'll find a baby." This baby will be wrapped in swaddling cloths. This baby will be laying in a manger. You mean in a cow I mean in a cow stall in a manger. And that's a sign. You'll know that it's him. It's Jesus. And they went. It's amazing what this birth did then. And it's amazing what this birth does today when we think about the birth of Jesus. It not only drew Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem and the the angels from heaven. But this birth also drew the shepherds out of the field because they, the Bible says, they made haste. They didn't waste any time getting to where these angels told them to go. Now, here again, go back to that angel. I believe with all my heart, everyone born again, child of God's got an angel around you, protecting you. You say, I've never seen him. Don't worry about looking for it. okay? Don't worry about looking for it. You might see it on TV. What is that, Highway to Heaven? I that's an old thing. It don't even show anymore. But that was a good show. I thought it was a good show. Now, speaking of angels, and some of you may have heard this story before, but I guarantee you somebody in here has never heard this story on a bricklaying mission trip down in Conway. We were bricking a building. As you go into Conway, there's a little church on the right hand side. It's full brick, got a drive through on the front of it. And that's about it. It's a simple little building. We laid 24,000 brick there in 24 hours. Only God could have done that. One of my friends was laying brick. A man walked up and he said, Sir, are you hiring? He said, No, sir. We are volunteers. We are Christians and we're bricking this church free of charge. And he said, Well, I can lay brick. Can I help you? And he says, Well, sure. He said, I'll be back in a little bit. He came back. He worked two or three days right there. Not full days, but this he worked my friend said I want to give you a piece of paper I Said, are you in church anywhere he said no he said this is a good church it's got a good pastor I said how about writing your name and your address and your phone number on this piece of paper and I'll give it to the pastor and I hope you'll come back brick trip was over my friend gave this piece of paper to the pastor he said preacher this man came I don't know who he is other than what he wrote down right here he came and laid brick with us and helped us brick this building he's not in church preacher and said, you probably ought to contact him. Here's his address, here's his number. Several weeks went by. My friend received a phone call from that pastor. He said, Dan, I want to ask you a question. Are you sure you wrote down the right number, phone number and address? He said, Pastor, I didn't write it down. He said, well, who wrote it down? He said, the man Give it to me. He said, "I want to tell you something." He said, "I have gone everywhere and can't find that address." He said, "I've gone to the post office and they tell me that address has never been issued to any of this town." He said, "I went to AT and T and they said that telephone number don't exist, never has existed." So Dan, are you sure? And Dan said, "Yes, sir, I am." He said, "Well, Dan, let me ask you a question. Would you believe it? Maybe, just possibly, you entertained an angel?" unaware. You can take that for what it's worth, but I believe with all my heart it was an angel sent from God. We laid 20 bricks. Scott knows that's not possible. 24,000 bricks in 24 hours? You'd have to do it day and night. We'd done it in three days. Hey. Yeah, I believe in angels. And I believe they came. And they announced to the shepherd boys what they needed to know so that they didn't make haste but they got on with the business at hand. Let me just share a little information with you in closing the part of this sermon. Bethlehem is only about six miles from Jerusalem, but it represents one of the most difficult journeys for many people to make in their understanding of who Jesus is and why he came. Listen to this. In Bethlehem, according to Scripture, we see a manger, but in Jerusalem, we see a cross, In Jerusalem, we see an empty tomb. The manger shows us the humility of Christ coming and humbly as a baby to lay in a manger. The empty tomb shows the power of the risen Christ. And the cross, of course, shows the love of Jesus Christ. Christ can and will Make a difference in your life. If you haven't led him, today is the day. Because we gather together as families. We gather together as a church family. And listen, it'd be a sad thing for you to have heard the gospel today. And to walk out of here lost. And to walk out in front of a car. Or get head on, hit head on in a car. Or just drive natural causes today Lost. There's a devil's hell. Let me tell you something, hell's real. Hell is just as real as heaven. And Jesus said, few there be is going there, but many will be going to heaven. I I beg you, I plead with you today. You see, the story is old about Jesus, but it's fresh every day. It's fresh to be able to share the story of Jesus Christ. Because without him, let me tell you something, I am nothing. I'm the pastor of this church, okay? But I am nothing without Jesus and his guidance and his influence and his Holy Spirit directing me as to what I need to say and when I need to say it and how I need to say it. I don't have to apologize, thank God, to you. But I must answer to my Heavenly Father. And I thank God today because of Jesus that we can celebrate his birth. I thank God today because of Jesus we can celebrate the Lord's Supper. And I want to make mention of this. Listen to me carefully. We don't have any requirements here but one. And that you partake of the Lord's Supper. You don't have to be a member of this church. You don't have to even be baptized. But if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are legal and you are lined up of the Lord's Supper today because Jesus said as often as you do this you show and forth my death until I come do this in remembrance of me